everything had shifted for us, everything had changed. And then only we two show up. Yeah, we show up <laughs> in the cafe with our tiny ones, like tiny infants. As moms, we often feel this kind of, we get this sense of guilt when we take time uh, for ourselves. One thing I think is really beautiful to think of is that as our children watch us when they grow up and they see us taking time to ourselves and really honoring ourselves, saying that I'm important too, that we're also giving that message to our children. Hello, this is Tiffany and welcome to the Phoenix Project podcast, where we explore the stories of women who felt the need for a change after becoming a mum. They identified what that change needed to be and they're making it happen. This week, I chat with the mum duo behind Sangha Yoga Studio in Oslo, and they started building their business together over pushing strollers and breastfeeding. We talk about letting go of the idea that yoga is meant to look a certain way, and how finding a moment for yourself in the day, whatever that looks like for you, sets an important example to your kids. Wherever you are right now, whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy listening to their story as much as I did. So hi, Claudia and Teresa, and welcome to the very first episode of the Phoenix Project podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Hi, thank you so much for having hi. us. Yeah, thank you. We're super excited to be here. Pleasure. And so Claudia and Teresa are yoga teachers, and maybe for our listeners, you guys can tell us what you do. Yeah, so we um, run and co-own a yoga studio called Sangha Yoga. And so we're based in Oslo, Norway, but we have classes online uh, for everyone around the world to join. And our focus in what we do is on mothers and children and parents and women. It's uh, super exciting and, and, and fun. This isn't what you've always done. Um, Teresa, I, I don't know you, but Claudia, um, I've known you for a little while uh, <laughs> and we actually met um, when I came to you for a job interview. I wanted to, I wanted to share that. So before um, I became a yoga teacher, I was first working in PR and communications. And then when I moved to Norway, I was the content manager for a travel app that actually sadly didn't make it in the end, but that I did for just over five years. And that's actually how we met because you applied for a job there. And um, I, I just told Teresa actually that it was, um, that I then, and, I, and you, you know that as well, is that I then made a, a big hiring mistake <laughs> um, that didn't lead into the right uh, direction. And, um, but we, that I'm glad that we stayed in touch. Teresa, what did, what did you do before this? Um, so I'm trained as a designer. So I've worked for many years and I kind of still work somewhat in the design field. Two educations uh, or degrees in design, um, both product design and digital design. Uh, yeah, I've run my own company within that. Um, so that was, uh, that was um, yeah, my background and my profession i decided to go more fully into the yoga teacher's path yeah and this is something i would love to hear more about um why did you both decide to make this to, to kind of take this leap into starting your own studio 
Yeah, that one is kind of like, where do we start? I, th- I feel like that's almost like a, a story that might have started even before we met. But yeah. yeah, because I mean, we both had our journeys within yoga and did a lot of teacher trainings and things like that many years before uh, we actually met. Um, for me, at least, I've just been teaching a little bit back and forth, on and off. Uh, not really fully committing to it uh, before Claudia and I met, uh, but mostly focusing on the design path. But it's always been kind of on my mind and waiting for the right time uh, in my life to step more fully into it, I guess. And then um, we met and yeah, so that's, that's when it all started and that has kind of a story of its own, but how, how did you I meet? I think that we, yeah, so we, I mean, we met, that's that, that so funny story, I right? I love that story, actually. Yeah. Because it's so, so, it's actually it's probably even different from, like, both of our perspectives. Yeah, but maybe, I'll, I'll tell it from my perspective. Yeah, so I was um, co-running a local Facebook group for uh, yoga people in Oslo. And then Teresa had just moved to... Oslo from Stavanger and she posted something like you know I have a little one I don't really have a local what they call here bushel groups so groups for new moms basically mm. and she's like you know I have this interest in, in yoga maybe there's other moms that want to get together you know and meet over shared interests and stuff like that yeah and then we get to this agreement with a group of people I think we were going to meet with four people and then only we two show up. <laughs> yeah, we show up in the cafe with our tiny ones, like tiny infants. And we're like, where are the others? Yeah, okay, they're not showing up. But, you know, this is fun. Nice to meet you. But it was nice. Like, <laughs> we hit it off. Because normally, yeah. like, it happens so often. You meet people and you get into this conversation about, especially as expats, I think, into this conversation about how long have you been here? What do you do? Where are you from? Like, do you like it here? Things like that. And I feel we kind of skipped that whole part and yeah. just went straight to yoga. That was what we <laughs> talked about and what we kept yeah. talking about. And when, like, we were both new moms, we, everything had shifted for us. Everything had changed. And what actually was something that had stayed there was the yoga, even though the yoga looked completely different uh, from before we were pregnant and before we had our children it was that part that was still so stable for us and still so interesting. And then we realized, you know, there's this yoga is this tool with like so many people need this tool. And we as moms felt that it was, it deserved to be a different type of tool than what you would normally see. So even though we feel really called to teach things like pregnancy yoga or postpartum Mm -hmm. yoga, it is not with the goal to, I don't know, like with the first goal to, to be, to get stronger or to get more flexible or to do mm-hmm. things like that. We wanted to change that up right away. And that is, I think, why we felt so at home with each other, that we had these same visions, same ideas about what yoga was and what yoga was for us and what we mm-hmm. hoped what yoga would be for other people. For other mothers. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that we had, uh, we were sharing our experiences with prenatal and postnatal yoga. 
and how the classes that we had taken didn't really meet um, our hopes and expectations. And I think one of the biggest things that we were lacking in the offerings that we had taken part uh, of was the um, need for community. So like I remember I used to go to some postnatal classes and I was really hoping to meet other moms and you know talk to them and that didn't happen at all. Like we came into the class, it was quite hard to connect to the other mothers. And then most, most people just left and, and then I just, yeah, I, mm. I just kind of lacked that sense of connection between each other, of sharing, of, you know, uh, support and building a network. And yeah, so, so for us, um, the key aspect in all of this was really the, the community aspect that we wanted to build with and around yoga. Um, so that's how we start how we started I love what you said about how uh yoga looks different to when when you weren't a mom and that it was no longer about being strong or getting flexible or doing the yoga Mm. (laughs) you know it's uh becomes recovery and about taking care of yourself and more about how you're feeling and yeah I like have shaping carving some time out of the day to do that for yourself much more about mental health actually than physical health Mm. whereas before yoga was a bit more about you know creating shapes with our bodies maybe and even though we've always had that interest now it became so clear that this was mental health this wasn't so much about being like you just said strong flexible anything i used to do do yoga every day right up until i gave birth and then Mm. i found that after i couldn't even gather the energy to just do the Mm. most simple stretches it was was something Mm. that I knew could help me feel better after but I could just could not bring myself to do that um is that something that either of you felt I think that for us it's also really important to communicate that yoga is so much more than the movement as well and that yoga um is also something that we bring into our lives so so like I remember like in some of my prenatal classes, I've been uh, encouraging my students to kind of just practice conscious, mindful breathing. When you take out a teacup from your cupboard, you know, and when you put something back, right? So you just take a breath in and breathe out, right? So you kind of just incorporate it in these, like in the most mundane everyday tasks and not thinking that you have to roll out a mat and it has to be in a certain way, look a certain way. Yeah, take away that kind of forced uh, sense about it, right? Um, But just see how can it fit into your life and not try to fit your life around yoga, right? Yeah, Mm. so it's just, you know, really trying to see like, how can you practice this off the mat? Because that's when it becomes really powerful. So when I apply this conscious breathing technique, when I need it the most, when I'm Mm. sitting there and everything feels like dark and a bit hopeless, and then just taking a few mindful breaths, you know, that's when yoga really kind of, becomes this powerful tool, I think. And it's not necessarily mm. when you're rolling out the mat and you're, you have to, you're kind of forcing yourself to do it at the same time every morning. And then you feel like, oh, if I didn't do that one morning, then I failed. And we really feel like that it's really not about that. And it's really important to 
communicate that aspect as well. Like even when we were, so both of us were um, breastfeeding our, our children. And when we were sitting there holding our babies in our arms and breastfeeding, then that um, would sometimes uh, become a moment of meditation. So if I would close my eyes, I could actually have a silent moment to just breathe and be in my own body and be in connection with this little baby. Uh, and that is my yoga practice today, right? If I do mm. that, then that is amazing, right? So I think it shifted a lot and didn't have to, you know, be something like that I had to sit down and do stretches or move in a certain way. I wish I had known that or heard that uh, after having my daughter because I felt like it suddenly yoga had become a chore and it was something that mm. I, I thought I should, you know... I, I wasn't I wasn't able to do what I did before and suddenly it became just another to do on my to task on my task list and something I could you know mm. I was failing at every day like I'd be like tomorrow mm. is the day or today is the day where I do an hour of yoga and I get the mat out and it wasn't mm. it wasn't about taking care of myself mentally or physically it was about like mm. uh that's mm. something I thought I just had to do and also I don't know how often you guys have experienced this and I still experience this is if as soon as I get a yoga mat out that's when my daughter will wake up. Oh, it's funny. Like we're a yoga teacher. So people have this idea that we, you know, we roll out our mat and our child is either joining us or watching us or reading a book, sitting next to us or whatever. Yeah. And I, that has happened. Um, but 99.9% .9 of the times that totally doesn't happen. And I think especially for new moms, for moms, you, we have to really reshape that idea of a yoga practice. Great if you can get a practice that lasts an hour, um, but that is rare, especially if you're doing it at home with your child with you. You kind of need to adapt uh, to what works for you, flow with what is, and one day your practice will look in one way and the next day it will look in a completely different way. Just flowing with life as is and your, you know, your hormonal levels change constantly and, you know, your, your mood and your energy levels. And especially if you're in a, in your pregnancy period or if you're in, in postpartum, so I think part of, of the practice is also um, just practicing the self-love and self-acceptance and just flowing with what is in terms of the yoga practice. And yeah. And so now that you're doing, now that you have your yoga studio and you're able to give these classes to, to uh, as if I understand it correctly, it's not just pregnant women and um, women who have already had children, but also women who are trying to conceive. Is that correct? That's correct. We started yeah. though with pregnancy yoga and postpartum yoga, mm -hmm. um, but then we added um, other practices as well. So we really care about feminine types of practices and that doesn't mm -hmm. mean just for women, but that means that it's um, a softer practice that is a bit more free as well. And that is also an element that we believe a lot of men can benefit from too. But we in, incorporate that through our feminine yoga practices. We have uh, fertility yoga that we mm. offer currently only through private sessions. Um, and then we have yoga for kids as well. Of course, we're now in a current situation with um, COVID. 
that we don't have any live classes. So we're currently hosting them all online, but we are, or we have them live, but online. So we are not meeting in our studio, but we're meeting online to still have that community aspect to what we do. So we still meet at fixed times for live classes, but through Zoom. And that's been working really well for us, actually. Mm-hmm. And so h- how do you feel that practicing yoga and teaching yoga really benefits and helps you through uh, the different phases of being a mom? Oh, there, I feel like there are so many layers to that. So I think that as moms, we often feel this kind of, we get this sense of guilt when we take time uh, for ourselves. And I think that's because um, when we give birth, we kind of shift into this uh, space of, I'm now of complete service to another being that, uh, needs me to a hundred percent in order to survive and thrive. Right. So then shifting back, um, that focus to yourself almost kind of triggers the sense of guilt, uh, within us. But then when we do that, um, one thing I think is really beautiful to think of is that as our children, um, watch us when they grow up and they see us taking time to ourselves and really honoring ourselves and you know saying that i'm important too Mm. then we're also giving that message to our children that you matter too and it's important for you to take care of you so and that's it's a hard it's a really hard shift to to go through and it takes practice and that's okay i think Mm. But I think that is one really, really important thing to remember that, that you're sending, and that has helped me a lot. So, and, and it's, it's interesting because when I shift the attention away from myself, then that works better for me as a person. So I'm now thinking of my daughter, she's now um, a little older than uh, three years old. And uh, as soon as I think of the benefits for her, it works better for me. And then I get more motivated. It, mm. it gets me more motivated to think of the benefits for her than the benefits for me. And that is yeah. like an ongoing practice for me, right? And that's okay. It might take years mm. for me to come to that space when I just feel like, you know, this is good for me. And that's, you know, uh, mm. that, is, that is enough. But, so that is something that I think is really important to think of. But there are so, so many layers to it in terms of like, uh, you will also be able to show up as a parent in a completely different way. If you um, are working through the things that might show up from day to day, right? Mm. In from moment to moment. So like, I think it's really important to know that we need to process as well. When we just take the time to, to really uh, focus uh, on ourselves and our practice a little bit, we'll be able to show up better for our families and for our kids. So, yeah. so I think that that would be like the, the key for me, besides the yeah. whole things about, yeah, you know, your body will feel better and your mind will feel better and, yeah. and all mm-hmm. those perhaps more obvious aspects. But that's also mm-hmm. why we have decided to target some of our classes specifically to parents mm-hmm. because we know at least some of their challenges and we also know that yoga can be a really good tool for them to help navigate some of them to help feel more at ease to feel 
calmer to be more present with their children when they're with their children. Mm -hmm. All these types of things are are very important to us and we want to honor the parents and acknowledge their the highs and the lows they go through and and let them meet together through yoga. That kind of brings you back to I really love what you're emphasizing about it, it doesn't need to be something about carving out the hour and setting out the mat. It's, it, it's yoga is something you practice throughout the day. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's important to remember for us parents, especially so there, there'll be times sometimes where I decide like, okay, you know what, I actually do want to kind of have that hour um, of doing yoga uh, and mm-hmm. it gets interrupted. And I, I feel even more frustrated than when I started out. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, I think I need to try and let go of that idea of it only counts if I'm doing it in this certain way. And that actually Mm. there are other ways I can uh, kind of practice it throughout the day, like this breathing thing. And I think that even like, if you think of just like the movement aspect of it or the asana practice, like Mm. just do it in front of a Netflix movie, you know, like if you feel Mm. like, okay, my body actually needs to move, um, you know, Uh, get into a few poses while you're watching a movie it doesn't have to be perfect you don't have to have the zen music on with the incense and you know everything perfect with plants around and all that stuff right you just Mm -hmm. uh, find a way to do it and then so I have this like super good parent hack trick so when I go to I make sure that I get uh, to go to the supermarket by myself and that's easier now in COVID I guess because I don't want to take my kid to the supermarket at all So then I go out, but before I enter the supermarket, I go down to the water and I sit and I meditate for a bit. So that becomes like my practice is I take a few minutes. It took a while for me to figure that out. Like, oh, wait, I can do this. Uh, So I meditate for a few minutes. I look out over the water and Mm -hmm. take a few breaths and sit down and just reflect and think or whatever I need to do or just walk around the block and then I enter the supermarket and do what I'm supposed to do. Finding ways of incorporating it into um, everyday life and making sure you get out into nature and and getting fresh Mm -hmm. air and just even then just uh, closing your eyes for a few minutes and and so how how are you both feeling now as mums now that you are able to dedicate this time to something that you know, really matters to you and you're helping other mums. Do you feel like you've gone through some changes in that time? Oh, totally. So um, it feels super meaningful to to be able to offer this. And we often joke that we base all our offerings on what we actually needed ourselves. But it's, it's, it's proved to be quite what other people need too. And mm. I think it's just so special to be part of that. Like we get to be part of journeys such as pregnancy, postpartum, very sacred, very special Mm. times of a woman's life. And it's such an honor to get to be a part of that and to make a difference in that. Because Mm. if we are able to teach women, their kids, Uh, the parents to be a little bit more mindful, to take that mindful approach, to take that approach of caring for yourself. And then through that, caring for the rest of your family, we actually do get to play an important role. And that, that feels really good. What do you hope for Sangha Yoga? What's your kind of vision for it? 
So we're building something big. <laughs> this has been on our horizon for a long time. Even before we started our physical classes here in Oslo, we had the dream to create an online space for people to practice this therapeutic approach to yoga, honoring these different stages in a woman and a family's life. And But it was always that thing that because we were teaching all these local classes, because we are also mothers and have our families to care for, that always got, you know, it became kind of a background situation and it wasn't, we weren't quite there yet. But then COVID happened and we were basically forced to stay home and teach our classes from there. We also saw it as an opportunity to bring that dream of creating that online space a little closer again. So that's what we started working on basically as soon as um, the lockdown here hit. And so we set up a crowdfunding campaign to help it help us take that first step towards, you know, getting the right gear and getting the right systems up and running, creating that baseline to actually create that online space where we can offer that therapeutic approach to women in all sorts of, um, in all different phases of life, but also kids, parents, and to, to make that dream happen this year. That's so exciting. I think that's something that's a kind of silver lining um, for some of us in, uh, during COVID is that we've been forced to reassess our situations, mm -hmm. to reassess oh, what time. it is we're doing what we're doing to bring stability to our family and whether we're really enjoying what we do and you know having this time at home um has also i think shown the opportunities there are to to connect with each other online and serve each other mm. online you're so right yeah. yeah yeah for sure okay so it's amazing that you two have found each other and that you've managed to open your own studio um and that you've got this really exciting plan for for the um for the platform but it can't have all been easy, um, especially when you're both mums and also being international, living in Norway. Um, there must have been a few kind of hurdles to overcome practically and emotionally. And Yeah, where to start? <laughs> I, I, I kind of like starting this, this part of our story with, like, when we just started our business together, we were always joking to people that we created this business while pushing strollers through the parks here in Oslo. <laughs> and that's kind of true, but in a way, sometimes we still feel we're doing it that way because we also have our kids, we have our families. We, I think a lot of moms know that idea of the mental load and mm -hmm. there's a lot on our minds as moms there's a lot you have to do as a mom and if you are then also starting up a business that we basically started just a couple of months postpartum basically so it's a hard time to start a business as well mm -hmm. there's very little stability our kids weren't even in kindergarten just yet mm -hmm. and we were just trying to create this while walking in the park while mm -hmm. i don't know typing on slack after our kids had gone to bed Mm. our kids were still waking up in the middle of the night we were tired there were there were many challenges in the beginning actually when you know when, when you were waking up all night long and you had so much in your mind and um mm. not really you know kind of a little zombified how did you find the the energy to to start building this 
I don't know. I think it was just, we were so excited yeah. about the whole thing that it just, it, it's something that we feel so passionate about that it, that it, it never felt like a job no. or anything like that. I mean, we still felt the, and we still feel the pressure of, you know, um, earning enough of an income to provide for our families and all these things. And, and they are very real, right? And they're still real mm. uh, even after this time. Um, but I think with the, you know, with the brain fog and things like that, we were still breastfeeding mm. and, you know, like you say, the kids woke up uh, throughout the night and we even started teaching in the studio, in our first studio, uh, when the kids um, were still not in kindergarten. So they were still at home with us. So yeah, I think that for us, it was just that drive that kept us going that we, and, and perhaps also the fact that we were two and we felt like, mm. it, and I think it started from such a sense of a mission rather than, mm. okay, let's, you know, start teaching yoga because we've thought about it for mm. many years. It wasn't like that. It was more like we want to build something mm. to create change. And I think mm. that really um inspired us i think mm. yeah so mm. that helped us to keep going and it, and it still does i think oh totally mm. and then i we were we were actually just talking about you know what's been challenging for us and even now so we we started creating this about two years ago and now even two years later we still struggle so much with asking for help with admitting where we need support from other people and setting boundaries setting boundaries yeah. mm. and i think one thing that is actually interesting in your question as well is that um we don't have families in this country mm. and so yeah. we uh, don't really have grandmothers or grandfathers that could you know just take our kids for a night and we can you know have a breather or take care of them during the day uh, during that time when they were mm. not in kindergarten so that we could do some work. I think that is also one of the biggest driving forces uh, for us when it comes to um, the whole community aspect because we were lacking a community uh, for ourselves in terms of our uh, family. Mm. But it sounds like you, you've managed to kind of pinpoint, you phrased it as, you know, you found a mission in a way and mm. that was, it wasn't work then and that kind of, that energized you. Um, and mm. it's something and it reminds me of what you were talking about earlier of when you're taking care of yourself that's for your kids too and it's kind of finding mm. this um, this this sense of purpose that goes beyond just a job or beyond just bring stability to your family but really doing something that gives meaning that's meaningful to you and you know helping other mums in the same situation as you that's uh yeah that kind of helped you ride through the, <laughs> the brain fog and and that you're doing it together and the the services you've uh, ended up providing are what you felt you needed yourselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think there's this, we have this huge community of mums and we have that one thing in common is that we're a mum or we're all having different, slightly different experiences and slightly different circumstances, but mm. we all feel that need to be nurtured ourselves and that need for connection and to, to have someone else say, I know how that feels. And uh, I think that's really lovely that you are providing this for for parents on on all parts of their journey. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. And uh, I hope you know other mums can 
um, might bump into you through the community and chat more about the kind of experiences you've had and where you're heading. And so you guys have been super generous because you are offering a giveaway to a listener. Maybe you could tell us a bit more about that. So we thought because our next rounds of yoga courses start just after the episode of this podcast launches. So we thought it would be so nice to give away a punch card for five classes of choice for our upcoming yoga classes. That is so lovely of you. And these are uh, virtual classes, of course, at the moment. Yes, they're all online, yeah. but live. Yeah, so you get to see the other participants and yeah, engage a little more. Um, yeah. And these classes, they range from like uh, pregnancy to baby and parents. There, there's quite a few different focuses there. So to get the details to entering, uh, on the Phoenix Project Facebook page, you'll find a post um, promoting this podcast. And if you comment on there, uh, there's two things you can do. Either you, uh, for yourself, uh, you enter yourself and you say, um, you tell us why you want to do this, why you want to take a class, what you think you can get from it, how it will help you. Uh, or you can do the same, but for a friend um, and nominate a friend. And then we will um, choose a winner at random and let them know. And so before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask, is there anything you, if there's like a message you want to give to, um, to a mum out there, what would it be? I want to say we see you and you're doing an amazing job and trust that you are doing an amazing job. Thank you so much, both of you. Um, it's been really lovely to hear about how you guys met and um, the journey you've been on to to create this and to carry on building it and what's happened next. I'm super excited for your platform. Thanks so much for being here. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. I really hope that you're feeling inspired after this episode. For support in shaping your space in your world as a mum, head on over to the Phoenix Project Facebook page and subscribe to this podcast. Bye for now.